gentlemen, this is podcast number five. Welcome to episode five of the Old Camera Guy podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mahali, but the real star of the show is the music of Mike Gutterman, which we always open and close with, and if you listen carefully, you can hear it in the background behind all my jibber-jabber. You can find Mike's music at mikegutterman.bandcamp.com. Today's show, we're going to be talking about getting out of your photographic rut. That's the main topic, which I'm going to break down into a few subtopics. But before we get to that, in true negative positive style, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I've been up to lately, photographically speaking. Last time on the podcast, I talked about all the beers and cameras meetups and what a good time they were. Well, I'm happy to say that since that time, I've had even more fun film photography meetups. On Instagram, I found out about a cool local group called the Film Cipher here in Central Ohio. Last year, they started hosting these photo walks around town. Their first photo walk this year was the first Sunday in May, and I was lucky enough to attend. I got to meet a bunch of new people. The only person I'd actually met in person before was Matt Mirage, and it was good catching up with him. Here's what's cool about these photo walks. Jamie Caesar, who heads up the Film Cipher group, invites models that you can shoot if you want to. Some of the models were also into acting and they were very comfortable posing all different ways, different moods. The whole group was very inviting and we had an awesome time. On Memorial Day, my family and I spent the morning at a local flea market. I was looking around for film photography related stuff. I didn't buy anything, but it was still fun to look. Later that day, I met up with my buddy Angus and we shot some film around a park in London, Ohio. And Angus actually gifted me another camera, a Minolta Big Finder, which has a huge viewfinder. Great for people like me who wear glasses. It's, it's kind of like the Canon SureShot Owl. He also gave me a couple rolls of P30 and a roll of FPP X-ray film, which I can't wait to try out. And the first Sunday in June, the Film Cipher had another meetup. I did stop by for a little bit, but I had to get into my nephew's graduation party, so... I didn't really have time to meet and visit with a lot of people, but I did get to watch Matt Mirage and Steven Takis do the dance and set up some fancy schmancy color 8x10 stuff, which is very cool. Since I had to leave early, I didn't even get through a half a roll. Uh, I was shooting some 250D I got from Bill Manning and his Atlanta Film Co. Oh, in between meetups, I got to take a super quick overnight trip to Nashville with my brother and my older son. I took four cameras with me, my Canon Rebel Ti with some Sinisto 800T to shoot all the neons on the Honky Tonk Highway. My Minolta Maxim HTSI Plus with the role of Arista EDU 400 for the Frugal Film Project. My Canon SL1 DSLR to take some headshots of my son. And my Nikon Coolpix L22, a cheap little digicam that I got for 4 bucks, which I used to take shots in Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, which I know is a total tourist trap. But it was still fun. Now, at the time you're listening to this, this may have already happened, but at the end of June, I'm taking a quick overnight trip to Washington, D.C. with my brother and my younger son. I'm planning on just taking one camera, the Minolta Maxim HTSI Plus, to shoot my June roll for the Frugal Film Project. D.C. is about a six and a half hour drive, which is uh, about the same as Nashville. The trip I really want to take is an eight and a half hour drive, and that is to New York City. They're having a big NYC film photo gathering on September 23rd in Prospect Park. This one's hosted by Lomography, Beers and Cameras, NYC Film Lab, 
and Brooklyn Film Camera. This is going to be an all-day event, and I would love to go, but getting time off work, family obligations, cost, I don't know, we'll see. All right, now it's time to finally dive into our main topic, getting out of your photographic rut. So let's start by defining the word rut. The dictionary lists three definitions. Number one, a long, deep track made by the repeated passage of the wheels of vehicles. Number two, a habit or pattern of behavior that has become dull and unproductive but is hard to change. And number three, an annual period of sexual activity in deer and some other mammals during which the males fight each other for access to the females. Yeah, this discussion could go a few different ways here, but uh, for today's purposes, we're going to go with number two, which again is a habit or pattern of behavior that has become dull and unproductive, but is hard to change. So we're really talking about if you're bored with your photography, and you feel like you're just shooting the same thing over and over again, maybe you don't have any motivation to shoot. Well, we're going to talk about a handful of ways to spark some creativity and get your photographic mojo back. Some of these ideas pertain to both film and digital photography. Some of these are just related to film. Let me get two disclaimers out here first. Number one, these ideas are for people who want to get out of their rut. If you're not shooting and you're not particularly bothered by that, more power to you. Sometimes it feels good to take a break from photography. Sometimes you need to take a break for your mental health. If taking a break helps clear your head, well, Take it easy. Sometimes we need to give ourselves permission to take a rest. All right, disclaimer number two. These ideas are just that. They're my ideas, suggestions, my strategies. They're not prescriptions. They're not commandments. You might like some of these ideas. You might absolutely hate all of them, and that's okay. At the end of the day, you've got to figure out what's right for your situation, so you do you. So I've got five main ways to shake things up and try something new to get out of a photographic rut. Strategy number one, try a new photographic process. Now, this can be a lot of different things. You could go hardcore and experiment with wet plate collodion. I'm not doing that, but I totally respect people that do. I tend to keep things more simple and low-key. Something like trying bleach bypass. Get that gritty Saving Private Ryan look. Uh, another favorite of mine is a film swap, where you shoot a roll of 35mm film, rewind it and send it off to another photographer who's going to shoot that same roll again to get all kinds of unpredictable double exposures. Film swaps are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And that's half the fun, right? I've done a bunch of film swaps and I've only had one roll that I thought was kind of a dud and even that roll had a few cool shots on it. When things line up just right and you get these cool juxtapositions, it is super satisfying. Another unpredictable way to shake things up is film soup, where you soak your film in different liquids, wine, tea, dish soap, lemon juice, add some salt. That's going to give you funky patterns and splotches and textures. I soup my film after I've shot it. If you soup it before you shoot, there's a chance you might gunk up your camera. If you develop it yourself, I would use an old batch of C41 chemicals so you don't mess up a fresh batch. You could soup black and white film too, but I've never tried that. If you send your film to a lab, make sure they're okay with suit film. Some labs won't touch it. Another way to branch out is to try different developers. And not just the usual suspects like HC110, D76, Rodinol. Uh, try something really different like Caffeinol. Go crazy. Okay, idea number two to get out of your photographic rut is to try specialty films. 
Now, that can mean a lot of things too. It could be x-ray film, washi film, cinema film, high contrast stuff like P30. But when I think especially films, the first thing that comes to mind is pre-exposed films like Psych Blues, Revelog, Kono, Solar, Yodica. Uh, there's one called Heat Wave with pre-exposed light leaks. I shot Kono Cat's film. It had little neon cat paws all over the images. I know these kind of films are not for everybody. Are they gimmicky? Yes, they are, but I dig them. And I've shot a ton of these kind of films the last four or five years. So idea number three really applies to film and digital photography. And I'll bet a lot of us are hybrid shooters and shoot both film and digital. So number three is use some filters. Now, full disclosure, I am not a big filter guy. I've got yellow and red filters but I don't remember to bring them with me half the time. My man Brandon over at Spectrum Effects sent me a couple of cool prismatic filters, and I really like the effects I got with them. I even used them for some experimental portraits of my wife. Filters have a couple of advantages over some of the things we've already talked about. You don't have to use any special chemicals. There's no mess or risk of contaminating your chemicals like there is with film soup. I think the best thing about filters is you can put them on and take them off at will and just use them for certain shots. One disadvantage, especially of films like Psych Blues, is that you're committed to that effect for 36 exposures in a row, and sometimes the effects are kind of monotonous, or you want to take a shot of something where the effect might actually get in the way of your subject. With filters, you don't have that commitment. You can take them off whenever you want. All right, topic or idea number four is try a new format. So if you usually shoot 35 millimeter, Maybe try 120 or medium format. Maybe try out some instant photography. You can get Instax and Polaroid stuff at your local Target. If you're looking for a different perspective, try some panoramic photography. And if you don't want to sink several thousand dollars into an X-Pan, you don't have to. You can try a sprocket rocket from Lomography. I picked up mine on sale for 60 bucks a couple years ago, and it's a lot of fun. Speaking of sprockets, you can run a roll of 35 through a Holga and get some cool sprocket shots. You can also try fake panoramic photography too, with a cheapo camera like the Pix Panorama that just crops your image with a mask to mimic a panoramic aspect ratio. These cameras are all plastic, image quality is obviously not the best, but at least they're cheap and you can see if the whole panoramic thing is for you. 110 film is still a thing. You can get 110 cartridges from Lomography or the film photography store and give that a try. Half frame cameras are hot right now. They take regular 35mm film, but you can pair two images on a frame make little diptychs, which can be a lot of fun too. There's different novelty cameras out there, uh, like an action sampler or a 3D or stereo camera. If you're an SLR person, you can try a rangefinder or a TLR or a zone focus camera. Now these are all film cameras, but let's not forget the other hot trend out there, digicams. I've picked up three different digicams recently. All of them had CCD sensors and all of them were under $5 each. If you want to catch the digicam train, don't sleep on this. Prices are going up. All right, we've arrived at our final destination, and that is idea number five. Try different subject matter. Now, this one's pretty broad. When I say different subject matter, I really just mean shoot subjects you don't normally shoot. Now, that could be the same kind of subject, but in a different location. You might shoot urban decay, but every city's different. I know for me, nothing sparks creativity like traveling and shooting in a different city, especially one I've never been to before. Now, if you really want to try something new and get out of your comfort zone, different subject matter might mean a different genre altogether. So, if you shoot architecture and buildings, maybe try portraits. If you shoot florals, maybe try street photography. If you usually shoot in the city, go out to the country. 
The point is to broaden your horizons and stretch yourself. Now, getting out of a rut and finding inspiration are really two sides of the same coin. And I do have some words I'd like to share about finding inspiration for your photography, but I think I'll save that for another podcast. If you want to see examples of all the stuff we talked about today, you can find them on my YouTube channel, which is The Old Camera Guy. I've got videos about film swaps, film soup, all kinds of specialty films, filters, panoramic and fake panoramic cameras. It's all there and all of my videos are free. I've got over 250 videos on my channel, so if you like film photography like I do, check out The Old Camera Guy on YouTube and if you like what you see, you can subscribe to the channel, which is free too. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm going to leave you with more music from Mr. Gutterman. Until next time, do some good, have some fun, and shoot some film. And maybe a digicam. to this listener takeover edition of the negative positives podcast if you would like to take over the negative positives podcast and have your very own episode it's very simple just talk about anything in your film photography journey and send that audio file to the email address negpositives at gmail.com that is n-e-g positives at gmail.com you can also join our facebook group the negative positives film photo podcast facebook group we have an instagram account under the account name negative positives if you submit photos to instagram think about using the hashtag negative positives and you can support this program on coffee that is ko-fi.com slash negative positives everybody stay positive and shoot some cool film photos Gutter Man Cave Production!